I'll say. All right, you ready to go? Ready. All right. This is the Obvious Brothers on Anchor.fm. I'm Obvious Steve, and you are? Obvious John. Well, John, how you doing? I'm well, Steve, and yourself? Well, I'm not as good as you are, John. You play golf today. That is correct. Yeah, well, it was not golfing weather in north-central Pennsylvania today. So. Ooh, I worked up a little bit of a lather on the golf course. Yeah, sometimes you're just mean, dude. <laughs> and you know i got nothing to come back with most of the time except how badly you miss snow and that kind of stuff right yeah i miss it terribly miss it terribly there you go all right we've got a lot to cover john so we need to uh to get at it and figure out there's some organizational pattern um i i saw a headline about etiquette about spoilers so i guess we want to be careful here um as we do our podcast today huh Correct. Uh, yeah, I, I actually heard somebody uh, threaten physical violence if they spoiled the Avengers movie for him. So, yeah, um, I, I go see it tomorrow night at eleven fifteen p.m., which means I will not get out of there until after two a.m. Is that right? Well, good for you, John. Hope you enjoy it. I do too. Yeah. So. Um, I, I don't even have a, a quality comeback for some <laughs> wonderful indie film I'm going to go see this weekend to match up with it. So spe- speaking of, of senseless violence, John, uh, we're about to that point in Game of Thrones. At least that's what we all think. Yeah, that's we're led to believe that it's about to go down here and maybe starting in this next episode, which, you know, the rumor has it that there's like two or three episodes of of just pure carnage and battles. Um, I mean, so we'll see if that's accurate or not, but um, it's happening. Winter is here. Yeah, win- win- winter is here. Well, John, I, I, I need to, to uh, look online at, uh, at Google and, and get some help for, for before I watch the episode on Sunday night. What do you need help with? Well, John, I couldn't see half of last Sunday's episode. Is there an infrared film or something you can get so you can actually see what's going on? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was dark, John. Really, really dark. Well, it's I mean, dark. In fact, in fact, John, I think they actually, there were a couple scenes they didn't actually shoot anything, but they made a few noises in the background <laughs> and just filled in to get to their hour. I don't know, man. I think your eyes are getting bad. Is that right? My or, you, bad. or maybe it's time to upgrade your television set. No, oh, oh, no. I bought this television set when W was president. It, it's got to be good <laughs> till, till at least the next Bush is president. So, <laughs> come on. Okay. All right. So we're expecting uh, Avenger Avengers to be massive and uh, carnage on uh, Game of Thrones, and uh, we had. It's a modest carnage last night in the NFL draft. So, uh, okay, John, so here, here's the hot take I heard today. If you miss this, you're on the golf course. The Giants general manager said they took uh, Daniel Jones with the sixth pick and thought he might sit for three years behind Eli Manning. Well. Did you hear that? I did not. Um, I guess if you're going to take him there – 
I think he was going to be available for their next pick, which which was, I think, like 22nd. I don't know for a fact. Um, I thought they had a 17th pick. Was that what it was? So yeah. They're, um, yeah, I don't know. I, you, I think you, don't, you don't really pick a guy in the modern NFL with the sixth pick of the first round and think he's sitting three years, do you? No, and I can't imagine that he's – I mean, who's he going to sit behind for three years? Surely not Eli. Well, you know, I'm just telling you what, what – uh, I, I actually heard the clip of him saying it. So, um, there you go. So, Yeah, they had the 6th and 17th pick. I am – and there was only one quarterback taken between then, and that was at 15. Haskins Dwayne, went at 15, right. When Dwayne Haskins went. Yeah. And I'm, I am – 99.9% convinced that uh, the Redskins would have taken Haskins over uh, Daniel Jones at 15, regardless yeah. of, of whether he was available or not. So well, I, I feel like it was definitely a reach. So uh, I saw Todd McShay. I, I, I read a little bit. I did, I did some uh, research because I wasn't playing golf today, John. And Todd McShay said he had, he had Jones as the number six quarterback in the draft. Yeah. So if you're talking about whether somebody's going take another quarterback before 17, even if they did, it probably wasn't going to be Jones. Right. Um, McShay's been really low on Daniel Jones. Um, There's other guys that have him in the top three or four. Um, But nobody, nobody really had him above Haskins. But I think as far as the team and the scheme and, and, and coaching and offensive mind and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Daniel Jones definitely fits the Giants organization a lot better than what I think Dwayne Haskins would. Well, okay, so that that's an explanation. All right, I jumped right to Daniel Jones. Uh, Which I love the pick, by the way, as a Cowboys fan. I think it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I Cowboys want to go on the record. As a, as I think all it's – Giants fans are dying. You're enjoying it a great deal, right? I think it's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, because that's the guy you were fearing out of the draft. Mm-hmm. Your quarterback for the Giants was Daniel Jones, right? Yeah, what, I thought – Is that what you're hinting at? Yeah, I thought they were going to get – I thought they'd take Ed Oliver, which Ed Oliver is kind of a beast, or Josh Allen, which is right came right after them. He's also a beast. So, yeah, I was, I was happy with – I was happy with the way the draft or the Giants drafted. Yeah. Well, well, this, this gets us, you know, the Giants get us to, to not talk about uh, what happened at number one, which is that they, they took Kyler Murray, uh, Arizona Cardinals did. And, and as somebody uh, pointed out, they did this last year. They had a new coach and drafted a quarterback. They went up to get a quarterback in the first round last year, this year, new coach, Drafting another quarterback in the first round with their with this time with the number one pick, John. If you're a Cardinals fan, don't you feel a little bit like uh, been there, done that, deja vu? Yes. And first of all, I, I'd like to be on the record as saying that it was pretty BS that you know the previous coach got a one and done gig in, in Arizona on a pretty poor team. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the organization was expecting out of that team last year, but. Um, I think it was that's a pretty shitty deal to get the the one and done there. Kingsbury, uh, you know, he is what he is. I mean, he's coached some pretty good QBs. Um, I guess 
Uh, and, and how how many uh, league championships has he won as a college coach? Yeah, I mean that's that's a very valid point. He plays in a pretty tough conference, though. Um, the Big Twelve is not uh, you know no schluff of a of a conference. So, so but I, I I get your point. I I I agree with what you're saying. But he yeah. does have the best quarterback in the NFL potentially right now in some mind, and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so yeah, okay. Who, who I will remind you sat a year in Kansas City, so uh, correct to to learn learn how to be Patrick Mahomes. So he did not come out of Tech uh, as a, an MVP candidate quarterback. This is a fact. Yeah. So so anyway, so they they uh, they'll be interested to see how that develops, and we've. Uh, texted back and forth about what people think about Josh Rosen's situation. And you were pretty funny last night. Uh, uh, there, there was a tweet out from the, the Cardinals from, what was it, January? Was yes. It? No, it, February 12th. February 12th. 12th that said Josh Rosen is our quarterback. So um, kind of a, a, a funny thing. You kind, of, you kind of do things in the media and you kind of end up kind of eating it, don't you? I'm sure. Yeah. Josh, I'm sure Josh Rosen feels good about it. Yeah, and and like I said in a text, I'm not sure if if maybe uh, Kingsbury was trying to raise uh, Kingsbury stock. Um, they asked for a lot for him to to trade. Um, so and it looks like uh, they're going to be stuck with him for a year, I think, which could be a real awkward situation. Well, uh, speculation I heard was that come August when multiple quarterbacks go down in practice right. or preseason, he'll be a much more valuable commodity. But uh, he, he, it is, uh, yeah, uh, Cliff and he uh, probably aren't going to be exactly pals after what Cliff's done to him. Yeah, I, don't, I think he's off the Christmas card list as of right now. Yeah, they're, they're off the Christmas card list. That's well, well played. Uh, okay, and, and the, the third big deal – the Steelers gave up uh, two two draft picks to move up ten spots to take uh, the number three or four linebacker in the draft. Yes. So here's the here's what I've heard. Uh, he's the position rank. He's the number two uh, linebacker in the draft. Um, some people believe pound for pound he might be the best player in the draft. Um, I saw one stat i think it was kuiper actually that said that the steelers were the winner of the first round which uh yeah okay i guess so i think they gave up a lot um i'm not sure it was worth it to move up the seven spots uh 10 spots moved up 10 spots moved 10 spots yeah but um the broncos got what they wanted uh because i think it would have been a reach to take uh noah fant at and we had discussed that previously that he might go back to back. Basically, Hawkinson might almost go back to back. We knew that the the, the uh, Broncos were looking at Noah Fant, the other tight end out of Iowa. So he looks a lot better on their roster at out of the twenty spot than what they would have out of the ten spot, which would have been uh, the the twenty spot plus two players. Yeah, plus two players. So right. So in, not in, a bad in the modern NFL where they all have decided to follow the Patriots' lead and. St- and try and stockpile draft picks. Um, uh, they all act like those extra picks are worth something. So, well, especially because I don't necessarily project the Steelers to be all that good this year, personally. Um, so, if they're on the bottom 
half of the uh, or about a third of the AFC. That second is it? It's next year's second. I think it's third? next year's second, and this year's third. I think was what it was. Okay. Yeah. Next yeah, year. Yeah, that so next year's second is worth a lot more if they're yeah, lousy, right? Yeah, that but, could be. But I guess if our, if our audience isn't already aware, John hates the Steelers. So when he says that about the Steelers, it's kind of like what he says about loving the Giants pick. So just yeah. in context, that is a fact. Yeah, yeah not a, a not a huge Steelers fan. Not a huge Steelers fan. So that was that was a strange. That was the only deal I think in the in the first round. It's the only one that really surprised anybody. Well, I think it was the only deal. Period. Unless I missed one late at night. Did the Steelers or did the? Uh, no, I thought the pa- or the. Uh, okay. So, Eagles moved up to twenty-two for their next pick. Oh. Okay. Did did the Eagles move back into the draft? I missed something there. Okay. Well. Okay. Anyways. Well, but but that was that was the big trade for for the first night. After lots of talk about like the Jets, I, I read again today that the Jets. Uh, really wanted to move down, but couldn't get anybody to give them what they wanted to give up the number three pick. So, again, want the stockpile picks. And there's lots of talk, lots. I, I've heard several people say it, so maybe it's true, uh, that uh, from 15 to about 70, uh, the scouting report on these guys is they're all about even, mm. depending upon which team you are. So uh, people aren't so, you know, after about number 15, uh, it's, you, you know, you, you can't go wrong, essentially, is what, what people are saying. So Yeah, I think it's all about what you need for your team, what, what your largest position need is. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of four, you know, like you said, after 15, there's a group of, you know, four or five players in each position that are all fairly equal. Yeah, that you may get anywhere, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of there's a lot of rumor that a lot of players or a lot of teams wanted to move down that were in the top five, six picks. Right? Yeah, they did, but there just wasn't anybody that. I, One, I, and well, I don't know. I know if uh, if somebody had given what the Steelers gave to move to number ten, don't you think there'd have been a trade? Well, from what I had heard, that the Jets wanted more, even more than that. They wanted uh, this year's first. This year's second and next year's first. Yeah, well, that's good luck with that. All right. Well, you can see how it works. And they got yeah, a yeah. heck of a player. I mean, that's the funny thing about it. I mean, Quentin Williams is a freaking stud. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a good football player. I guess, you know, boohoo that they didn't move down to pick somebody yeah. worse. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they could have traded to the Steelers at 20 and, uh, and gotten a, a tight end from Iowa. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which And uh, I think. The best pick of the draft was the 27th pick of the draft, which would have been the Cowboys pick, which, you know, the Cowboys took Amari Cooper. So I'm pretty happy with that pick. Well, yeah, and the the Browns are all talking about their number one pick is Odell Beckham. So Exactly. Uh, yeah. Right. So you, you look at it that way if you're you're, you're certain. The, the thing about a, a known quantity is uh, is worth having, right, John? That is a fact, yes. All, all, all these guys we're talking about are pure p- potential, and I think the stat I've heard multiple times – is without looking it up again is half of first round picks don't make it so well and there was only two wide receivers taken in the first round this year and that one of them was the last pick of the round which was right. Nikhil Harry from uh, for the Patriots. Arizona State right yeah so yeah and and the kid from Oklahoma fell a long way from where they thought he was going Paul so uh, Brown who 
As yep. I was texting and teasing you, ESPN had him as the uh, best fit for six consecutive teams who didn't take him. So, right. yeah, so he ended up finally going, what, about 21 or 22? He went to 25 to, to the Ravens, 25th oh. pick overall. That's right. I saw, yeah, to Ravens at 25. Yeah. So only – only one running back and two wide receivers taken in this draft. So it's very. And, and only three right. quarterbacks. Two. Three. Sorry. I forgot about Murray. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. The three. But, but the kid from Missouri, everybody thought the, all the, all the drafts had him going in the first round and he's a hot commodity early in the second, supposedly. So, so yeah, that, that's a lot of draft breakdown for, uh, one night's uh, fooling around, John. So uh, I, I got complaints, John, and uh, I know you don't get complaints about the show the way I do, uh, that we didn't do enough with the NHL last week that I, I think you said you hadn't watched any blah, blah, blah. So I, I was told we needed to do better with the NHL this week. Okay. Yeah. I, wa- I watched uh, uh, several cap parts of Caps games uh, this week. John, and uh, I'm now a legitimate Washington Capitals fan because I, I, I know the heartbreak of being of losing in the playoffs and too early. Yeah. Uh, it did not take long for me to, to get uh, right into it as a Caps fan. Yeah. Um, hey, the uh, Dallas Stars, I mean, we're, we are, I guess we should all mention that we are into the second round of the, of the Stanley Cup playoffs now. Yeah. And uh, the Stars lost their first one to the to the Blues, St. Louis Blues, which are probably, I think, is probably going to be one of the best series in this second second round here. Well, that's. I, I'm glad you have some hot take on the second round, John. But but let me uh, let, let me point out the Caps were the defending champions and lost uh, in the opening round uh, after leading. Well, first ending up in Game Seven seems to be a bad thing for somebody with all the points they scored, et cetera, et cetera. And then we're up two goals in the third quarter uh, two nights ago and, and ended up not, not winning in the second overtime. So, uh, so there's your defending champion out. Uh, the other team they played last year is out. All four division winners in the NHL lost in the first round. So which in, is a- First time in history that that's ever happened. Is it okay? Well, um, not, uh, I'm not surprised by that, John, because that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of taking the top layer, what you think is the cream, yeah. uh, out of the playoffs in the first round. So, uh, as is often the case with the NHL, and by the way, the Penguins are out, which is uh, that's just kind of a bone to throw to some of our audience members there. But the Penguins, <laughs> who you know, have come from low seedings to win the Stanley Cup a couple times in the last few years, they're out. So, Jesus, who knows what's about to happen. And uh, this is why we don't watch the NHL, right? That's There you go. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing, how long has it been since a Canadian team uh, won the, the Stanley Cup? It's been an eternity. It's, it, it's been a few years, right? And they're all out. So not only, yeah, not only the division leader, but all the Canadian teams. Now, on the other hand, John, because I you mentioned Dallas, you have those ice hot spots like Dallas and Charlotte are still in it, and uh, 
I don't think there's a California team still in it, though, is there? No, Avalanche, uh, Colorado, they have a pretty big following. Yeah, but uh, I'm sorry, John. Colorado, you actually get snow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're saying ice, a hot area that has ice. Okay, I got you. Yeah. I, I'm picking up what you're saying now. Yeah, I yeah, thought you were talking yeah, about a hot, Dallas, like a hot. Okay, no Canadian team is left, but fucking Dallas and, and Charlotte are, are, are left. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that's, that kind of, that's that's, pretty, good. that's a good start. San, yeah. San Jose, San Jose is still in. Oh, San Jose. Okay, I had that one backwards because that was a strange finish to that series too, right? Yes. Because they were, uh, yeah, they were down three goals and scored four in five minutes on a power play that was much contested. <laughs> it was. It was odd. Uh, yeah, I heard the explanation multiple times and. Everybody thought it was the guys they bring in to do the rules said it was the right call, a five-minute major. But uh, And, you know, four goals in five minutes wasn't a record. That seems odd. Yeah, well, that, that seems to be pouring it on. But there you go. So there, John, we act like we know what we're talking about, about the National Hockey League. Yeah, we faked uh, our way through that pretty good, I yeah, think. Yeah, that was, that was pretty, pretty well done. I watched while you were watching the draft, and I don't understand why anybody watches the draft, John. But I, I, I didn't watch the, much of it for, for the outfits. Is that why we watch the draft? Oh man, I I can tell that you weren't actually watching when I mentioned that guy's outfit because I couldn't believe you didn't beat me to the text. Is that right? Yeah, Have you seen I, it yet? No. Oh man, I don't remember who you were talking about. And but no, I was. Uh, I was watching something else, uh, and, uh, and, and, and I'm not going to admit what it is because it's a kind of embarrassing. Uh, and then I turned over to the Spurs-Nuggets uh, game, which uh, the Spurs won game six rather handily, and they're going to a game seven in the NBA, so, uh, which is my segue to the NBA. I think it was actually Devin Bush, by the way. I think that was, was wearing I that think, was wearing the crazy outfit. I think I think it was. Now that you you say this, so so John, uh, the Warriors have to go to L.A. tonight for Game Six against the Clippers. What the hell is going on? Oh, so I tried to avoid talking about the NBA, and you're not going to let me get away with it, are you? No, no, I, I uh, I'm sorry. We're on a radio uh, podcast, John. We have no pictures to go with what he's wearing, so uh, <laughs> it, it, it's just not going to work. So. Yeah, uh, Golden State's in a game six. Uh, You're not worried. I don't know if anybody actually thinks they're going to – I mean, I don't believe they're going to lose, but – Okay, so they're not going to lose, but it, can you can we at least say this is not a good sign? No, it's not. 100% it's not. Okay. But who's – I mean, it just – I still think that Houston – Who's waiting for them. Yes, has the best chance of beating them. Right. I, I felt like two months ago that Houston might be the best team in the, uh, in the NBA. They kind of tanked a little bit. They didn't play very good towards the, through the final stretch, but I, I think Houston has a legitimate chance of beating Golden State, and nobody out of the East scares me at all, again, for the 18th consecutive year. Well, especially without LeBron. Yeah, I mean, I guess – well, I mean, he's the only one that's beat him in the last four years. So, yeah, right. I, I mean, uh, well, there was no 
LeBron's been on every Eastern Conference uh, finalist for was it eight years in a row? Nine. It was. It was either eight or nine. Yeah. yeah right. So anyway, um, yeah, the Rockets. Uh, I agree with you about the Rockets that they look to be, and the next round is going to be the telling one. It might be an awesome series between the two teams. Uh, it's going to be either Portland or the winner of Sixers. It's either going to be, let, let me finish here. It's going to be the okay. Portland or the winner of the Nuggets Spurs series, which is probably going to be the Nuggets. I don't think either one of those teams, whoever comes out of that, is going to scare you in the Western final. But the East is really kind of fascinating. Uh, I, of course, they're going to wait till next week, I imagine, to start the series, right? Because everybody mm-hmm. finished early. But Milwaukee, Boston's a good series. And supposedly Toronto, Philly, people act like it's going to be interesting. Their game one is actually tomorrow. Uh, Philly, Toronto is tomorrow. And Boston, Milwaukee's game one is Sunday. Wow. Uh, I think that Philly, Toronto series could be, you know, we, we say that we don't really expect any of the East teams to beat uh, whoever the West team that makes it to the finals is. But uh, these two series should be highly entertaining for basketball fans, I think. Yeah. Well, potentially, I, I'm. Uh... I guess I, I Toronto has a history of uh, chopping it Joke. up. Yeah. Joke. Joke. <coughs> okay, everybody get a drink after that. Yes, and, and so I guess I'll believe it when I see it. I think the more interesting series is the the Milwaukee series because uh, you know for those of you who don't pay close attention, probably maybe the best player in the NBA plays for Milwaukee, and Boston is loaded with guys who. Uh, you know, uh, veterans. Yeah, they got some veteran presence. They've got they've got a very deep uh, veteran, uh, talented team, including Mr. Irving, who of course won a championship uh, and made the winning shot to win the championship with LeBron three years ago. So uh, that, that that is a one-four matchup in the East that might uh, might be for the ages there, but. Uh, Let's see how that works out. Yeah, it should be a good series. I agree. Yeah. So that's uh, that, that's our NBA, and uh, um, I, I think we're about there. And I sh- there's something else you want to add about the NBA, and you didn't want to talk about it anyway. No, I'm I'm good on the NBA. Yeah. Okay. Well, and uh, you know, last Friday we we uh, mentioned the Cardinals were home for the longest series of the season, and they've won five in a row, and now have the best record in the national league and um i am would like the season to end today right now <laughs> so so that that holds up but uh, aren't they tied with the brewers right now brewers did brewers brewers have sucked uh no they're not tied with the brewers wait why is this not updated this is old why what's going on here i don't know what what are you doing brewers there we go now it's updated yeah they they uh they won yes. Uh, they won Wednesday afternoon to become the best team in the league. Uh, they are ahead of the Cubs and Pirates by two and a half. Yeah, and uh, and they uh, they're two games up in the loss column on everybody in the National League. Uh, I'm not going to claim that this will last forever, uh, but they're hitting the cover off the ball. Uh, yeah. On the other side, do you want me to mention run differential? Uh, go ahead. 
Yeah. They're plus 33 in run they, differential. They, they do have a good run differential. Uh, let me just say that run differential thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay. I know you love so, it. Well, here, here's my example about run differential. What's the Mets run differential? The Mets are minus 12. All right. Cardinals had them down five to nothing uh, last Saturday. You know what the final score was? Uh, five four. It was it ended up being five four. I knew you didn't know. It's all right. But so that's that looks like a one run game. And run differential, it's a one run game, right? But it never was a game, you know. So uh, I, I guess you get credit in, in in run differential. Then you look like you're you're in games, right? Yeah, but I think that's a stat right there that's telling about the Mets, though. I mean, they have a negative run differential, which we talked about last year. There hasn't been a team outside of, you know, there hasn't been a team that's made a playoff that didn't have a plus, like, 50-some or higher run yeah. differential. Most of them are in the 80s to 100. Right. You, so, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't go anywhere with a negative run differential. And I think, you know, especially early in the year, you look at a Mets team, it's like, oh, you know, they're – they're a half game up on the Phillies. They're they're leading the the National League East. But then you look at that sign right there, and you're like, uh, I'm gonna say that I don't think this can hold up over the course of the season. No, no, I, I that's that's legit. Uh, and amazing thing about the Mets, uh, because you know I watched enough of those games last weekend with the Cardinals. You know they had the worst pitching in the National League. Yeah. Which is kind of bass kind of crazy for for what you would thought they were going to be that they would be it would be pitching and, and not hitting and it's been the other way around. So uh, you know sometimes life's a mystery, but you also th- aren't surprised when it catches up to them, right? Right. So likewise, in, in your run differential stat, both both Pittsburgh and Milwaukee's at are at minus fourteen right now. Uh, Pittsburgh is tied with the Cubs in the standings, as you know, if you've mm. got them updated. So, yep. um, I, I guess what you're saying is the Cubs at plus 22 versus the Pirates at minus 14. You're, you're thinking that the, the Cubs will be all right in that matchup, huh? I do. And, you know, I felt that way even, you know, a week ago when they were, you know, a half a game out of last place in the National League Central, but they still had you know, one of the, the highest or second highest, you know, run differentials in the, in our, in that division. And, uh, you know, I wasn't too worried about them being at the bottom of, of the National League Central the entire season. And, you know, here they are only two and a half games out of the, the top. And, you know, it's still like, you know, you know, I like to say there's a lot of baseball left to be there played. Is, there is so much baseball left. Yes, that's why I'm really? not uh... – I'm not. You're not hanging the banner yet, the pennant. Well, I said we. I wanted to stop to stop today. Is that a sign? <laughs> yeah. It tells you. That tells you my confidence level. All right. Well, John, we've killed another half an hour for people, and uh, uh, I think we faked it through like we knew something. Uh, yeah. Said, said a lot of obvious things, right? That's that's what we're here for, that's right? That's what we're here for. So, 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 John. Obviously, I, I hope you enjoy the Avengers uh, tomorrow night and by next week's podcast. I, I think we can do spoilers. I, I, I think the uh, Ooh, the rule book is no. A week out, you can't you can't spoil it. I don't know. I think you're gonna have to give them at least two weeks. No, no. 
I guess we'll have to discuss that next week, what the rules are. We, we should probably ask our four listeners and see what they think. Is that right? Ask the four <laughs> listeners. Yeah, they can, they can, they can chime in. And, yeah. and John, if you, if you break the code on how to actually see Game of Thrones uh, in, in the darkness, would you, would you drop me a line, please? Yes, maybe, I will. Maybe tweet it out so, so yeah. all our, our, all our uh, Twitter followers will know. How about an HDTV, Grandpa? That'll be a good start. And I have an HD. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll let you finish on that one. <laughs> Thanks, Sonny. Have All a right. great, have a great weekend. You too, John. Bye. Bye.